Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Shape the Coach's weekly message. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast. Um, If you are a first-time listener, I just want to really take this time out to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for finding your way here, for giving us the chance. I hope you find something that really inspires you, that sets you on fire, um, that motivates you, keeps you coming back. Um, If you're a continuing listener, I want to say how much I appreciate you for continuing to tune in. I'm very appreciative that you continue to find your way back here every week, um, listening to these messages, checking us out, learning something new as we learn and grow with each other. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe at shapetheculture.org, or you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, so that way every time a message comes out, you get the notification, it comes straight to your phone and you could check us out. Um, and this week we're going to get right back into our series. So this week we are continuing and concluding, completing our season titled Soul Food. Um, this has really been a great series for me. Um, it's re-energized me a little bit. It's, it's it's really given me new perspectives. So I hope it's, it's done the same for you if you've can been tuning in. If you haven't, this is your first time tuning in. um, I encourage you to go back and check out the rest of our series. Um, And this series took us on a five-week journey, taking a creative look at the metaphors of food and eating in the Bible. Um, We started off with taking a look at these stories to reveal a deeper insight on our intuition being fed to us and trusting in our gut when we looked at Ezekiel swallowing the scroll Then we looked at the power of being comfortable with our serving size and giving to receive, using the story of Jesus, feeding the 5,000. We were able to investigate the blessing of fellowship and how the people around us are really here to empower and steer us in the right direction when we looked at the Last Supper. Um, And then last week, we talked about how our constant worry of our next meal is really a metaphor for our our addiction to success. And how, some, and how often we can still find success in our peace and in our stillness if, if we learn to look in the right places. Um, and so although this really has been um, an awesome series, we are going to conclude it this week. And we're going to take one more look at a metaphor of enjoying a meal. This week, we're going to look at the verses from Jesus in the book of Revelations when he invites us to sit down and have a meal with him. This is an invitation of victory and celebration. And for that purpose, this week's message is titled Cheers. Um, So I'm going to be reading from the book of Revelations, chapter 3, verses 14 through 22 um, from the New Living Translation. And they read like this. This is the message from the one who is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me so you will not be shamed by your nakedness. An ointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, 
I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. So this message from Jesus is said to be written to a church during biblical times. It was a church with a community of people that were living well, they were taken care of, and didn't have the most worries in the world. And Jesus tells us that these people are lukewarm. They are neither hot nor cold. And, you know, really, I think that this can be said of many of us, especially in America and the times that we're really living in, because we live in a time where instead of picking a side, we're really more comfortable standing in the middle. And and the church is really a metaphor for a community of people. And each one of us could, could be said to be a member of the universal church that is humanity. Um, and I think that when we live in a time where people are afraid to pick a side, the question that we really have to start asking asking ourselves is, what's the point of that? Because to me, and like Jesus was trying to get people to understand, when we don't choose a side, we actually do live a miserable life on the inside. So you can have all the external stuff. that That's great. But if we're never picking a side, we're never sticking to what we want to do and who we are truly, we go on day by day hiding our true nature. We're, we're not living up to our real potential. We're limiting ourselves to a life of, of playing a role. And so instead, we're called to believe in ourselves more than anything. That that's what that's the purpose of picking a side. It's it's picking you, picking to be you. We have to be set on standing for what we believe, making the choices we want to make, saying the things that we want to say truthfully and honestly, and we really have to pick a side once and for all. Cuz do we want to be everything we're called to be and gain everything life has to give us? If you ask anybody that, they'll tell you yes. Our do, we want to live a life never fully fulfilling and experiencing our deepest nature. And that's what indifference does. Indifference in our lives makes us, it limits us. We're not experiencing the fullness of life. And it can be felt not only by ourselves, but those around us. People know when you're not living up to who you really are, when you're not being you. And the spirit of God inside of you knows when you're going against your highest self. And each time you choose to be indifferent rather than picking a side, your conviction grows. That's where conviction comes from. And so we have to be willing to take the risk, face our fears, and propel ourselves forward. When we talk about conviction, we like to turn a blind eye to it. We have this mentality that conviction is limiting, and it's always telling us how wrong our lives are. When we hear Jesus talk about discipline and correction, it just it just makes us cringe on the inside. We don't want to be corrected. We want just to be able to live our lives with nothing really pushing us to change. But discipline is essentially education. It's meant to help us learn about ourselves and to help us make decisions that allow us to honor our, our highest selves. It's nothing negative, but instead everything positive. Because conviction is truly the other side of your intuition. It's the spirit inside of you letting you know that you do need to make changes because change is good for us. It's okay to change because when we change, that's when we really allow ourselves to grow 
and shift our perspective. And that's one of the most powerful things that we can do in this life is allow our perspective to be shift, to, to get ourselves out of this rut and this same old mentality. It's only when we allow ourselves to change that we can learn if we were truly walking in the right direction. Because if you never change, if you could just keep doing what you've always been doing, you'll never, you'll never know the other side. And so discipline is really an expression of love. And I want us to think about when we were younger. Think about our parents, our teachers, our coaches, and our mentors. They were always providing us with discipline. And that's because they believed in us. And they wanted us to be everything that we were meant to be. That was that was their only goal. They were doing all they could to open up our eyes to our own potential. And that's why sometimes a lot of people will say, like, they know you better than you know yourself, or they see greatness inside of you, and they they know that you're gonna be somebody big and that you have big things to accomplish and that you're gonna be somebody because they can see it inside of you. And that correction and that discipline. Is trying to open up your eyes to your potential. And through their discipline, they're hoping that we begin to tap into our higher selves and make decisions that move us closer to our destiny. And it's our responsibility to be diligent with our discipline. We have to decide that we want to be better. That's a, that's a conscious choice that we have to be willing to make. We have to accept discipline and be willing to correct ourselves when we start getting off our path. This is the only way we'll start to learn more about ourselves. Discipline is education of self. It's how we learn who we are and the choices that are aligned with our spirit. Jesus, in in these verses, and this this is really why I love these verses so much. Um, and I think it I think it's I don't think it's a coincidence that they come at the end of the Bible too, as well, because Jesus wraps up his message with the highest invitation of them all. What Jesus does is he invites us to sit down with him and enjoy a meal. And just imagine this, just imagine this. Imagine toasting and giving a cheer with Jesus himself. It may seem seem far-fetched, but we have to think about it metaphorically. Because what it's really saying is that Jesus was the one, right, who unlocked himself fully. He achieved his life purpose. He was so in tuned into his higher self that people considered him God. Even even for thousands of years since then, people have debated whether or not Jesus was God reincarnated, if Jesus was God as a man, if, if Jesus was God walking on earth. All these things, right? Because Jesus was so in tune with himself. He spoke so much truth. He, he lived out his purpose to the fullest, even, even defeating death on the cross, right? And so when Jesus opens up this invitation to sit, with, sit down with him, he's really telling us that we all have this potential inside of us. That's what he's showing us. That's what he's letting us know. He's saying, look, I'm knocking. I'm. That's what he was doing the whole time. His ministry was him knocking at the door, trying to get people to awaken themselves. And we all have what it takes to reach our higher selves. But this requires us to see beyond our reality. This means we have to look past our current circumstances and situations and see the lessons and purpose behind everything. You will not be given more than you can bear. That is a fact. This is something that even I 
am learning each and every day as I progress that sometimes when it just gets too hard and, and life starts to weigh down on you and you start feeling like, yo, this is just too much. I can't do it. And then you still wake up the next day and then you still jump over that hurdle and you overcome your obstacles. And I think that when this happens, we have to be conscious of it because it's easy to get caught up in the status quo. We get lost in the the mundane routines of our everyday lives. We start to want our bright and better future immediately. But your endurance is directly correlated with your experience. Just like Jesus was victorious, so can we. So listen to what your spirit is telling you. Engage the discipline being placed upon you. Understand that you are being built and then broken down for a reason. You are manifesting your destiny. And when you endure, then you will have the chance to cheers as victorious. And so even though we will cheers when we're victorious, I think that we should start cheering to ourselves and to each other each and every day. Each and every day, we should celebrate another day to see beyond our reality, to, to pick a side, to choose to be ourselves, and to see that discipline is really education, that we are learning and growing each and every day. We have to be willing to accept all these things. And that's this message. And and that's really what it is about soul food, right? Soul food is it's about what's going on inside of us, inside of our spirits, what we're feeding ourselves and what we're pouring out and giving to the world. Um, so thank you again for making it to the end of a Shape the Culture message. Like I said, if you're a first-time listener, I hope you heard something that really touched you, that really motivated you. If you're a continuing listener, thank you for tuning in. Um, next week, we'll be beginning a new series. I'm excited to introduce it to you guys. Uh, I think everybody will enjoy it. Um, thank you once again for listening. I'm out. Talk to you next week. Love you all.